things are good man i'm chilling i'm trying this video thing and all mm. yeah. uh, how's that working out dude what's your why why do you want to do a podcast just for myself dude because i enjoy talking to people i enjoy like just chilling with people and having conversations and like you know it's a feeling thoda deep about shit and all ki yeah maza aaya very good so that's my scene so i'm like record karte hain because the thing is a lot of times i realize uh, you have such killer conversations with people mm. and then you forget about them and or you just remember the fact that you had a killer conversation you don't remember the conversation True. right and uh, that is how you make good friends ultimately right because you have this is the person i have good conversations with or i understand well but what is the conversation yaad nahi rehta so that yeah. i was sri ram also a lot so like i felt it's good to have proactive conversations right because that is how you get anyway it will be a good conversation and yeah. then record them and because honestly when i'm editing these videos i sometimes i'm smiling like an idiot at the conversation i have just had in like the last 2 3 days because it's like for me then it's like watching a movie because now i'm no longer in it so i listen to parts which i was just like maybe nodding to earlier right mm-hmm. and if you just listen to yourself talk the other person talk it's just fun dude so maza aata hai ha true yaar i agree matlab uh, yeah. yeah for posterity and also to remember more than just the vibe yeah exactly exactly right and vibe kyunki और what it ignites in your head right so that, that mm-hmm. is why even i think it is great to sort of remember things you speak about with a lot of people randomly yeah i think it's a, a good habit to uh, write things that are memorable in your life like uh, like if you heard a very funny conversation that you've never seen on screen before uh, you are always amazed because like you don't expect reality to write such a good script sometimes you know exactly you have exactly. to take notes and yeah use that later ideally i should be doing that a lot more but sometimes i just like get so immersed in that moment that i forget that man this was so noteworthy you know i should have written it down and i'll try to recall a few days later but i'll fail to explain what i was feeling in that moment uh ha matlab i'm beginning to value um uh, the idea of recording thoughts uh now because i feel like i'm having the most uh, sincere thoughts that i've ever had in my recent months to to abhi mujhe lag raha hai ha matlab ya to podcast pe record kar lo even if where the, just the only audience is us might as well yeah, yeah. Like, you know yeah do you know this uh, creep friend of ours sriram records most of his phone conversation oh what Yeah, yeah, he can easily get implicated uh, in a famous hashtag. <laughs> oh man! Yeah, yeah. So all his phone calls are recorded, and like, if you know about it, he even sends the recordings to you. So yeah, <laughs> call recording his phone calls. He's recording them. Yeah, yeah. So he he just keeps the recorder on. So like, 
the thing on the habit was built when he used to like uh, do long calls on uh, briefings with clients basically or the client is rattling a lot of information but you're too damn lazy to take notes so he's just recording it because then he's like this is a gold mine of information i was too lazy to write it down so this is perfect right. i can keep going back to it whenever i need to right oh, yeah. isn't that an invasion of my privacy but he tells you like if he's recording a call uh, if you're a client who pays him money and can sue him he tells you if you're a friend who may not even know about it he obviously doesn't tell you because you don't know wow i didn't know shreyam was a shit this is damn shady dude damn shady right yeah yeah this is <laughs> damn shady i told him dude serial killer behavior dude this is yeah, yeah. he's just trying to get some dirt on us before like he oh man whew shiram yeah you gonna be careful about around this boy right now like i mean the uh, the kind of shit you can tell him you have to keep it limited you know yeah and now that he's invited us to his wedding and we've been there now he's trying to like yeah, yeah. close to us also exactly <laughs> yeah bro yeah What have you been up to, Abhi? In the apart from uh, beating Govind Menon uh, in terms of oh. kitchen skills and pasta okay. shit and all that, I saw that. Yeah, I voted for you, bro. Hey, thanks, man. I just made a spaghetti, but he just he assembled a sandwich. Like he put oh. no effort into cooking it. He didn't even toast his bread. So, uh, uh, so yeah, always... he thought he'll get votes just because he's mallu or what? That's mm-hmm. not how everything works. No, for I I think he was using his cat as bait, dude. he wanted oh. yeah oh. he used this cat quite a bit which like is govind menon gets a cat every time like he gets an insecurity attack and uh, like him getting a cat is like a girl getting bangs after a breakup and it's <laughs> you know he's going to get a cat after like a certain breaking point of his anxiety so this is his latest cat he's had two cats before this one cat ran away Uh, but, oh damn yeah but my theory is that his mom opened the door and made sure that the cat left and then she didn't like rescue him that's my theory uh, oh. and now he's rescued one more cat but uh, oh. going back to your earlier question uh, <laughs> uh, sorry i might ramble a little bit i'm getting a little chill bit. chill chill uh, perfect like when i'm going to start soon <laughs> uh, what have i been up to mm. I don't know, dude. I've been reading, uh, which is a little bit of a like a, now. This is a habit building phase for me. I I lost the habit of reading, uh, and now I'm getting back to that. So I've been reading this book, which I just finished, uh, called "The Courage to Be Disliked," and I recommend this book to everyone, friend, enemy, foe, whatever. Like I, foe and enemy are the same thing, but uh, but like everyone, all right, should read this. Right. and it's that's just that's based that. on it's based on uh, adlerian psychology which talks about uh goal oriented um uh, action uh opposed to uh what freud and young talk about where they say uh there's something called determinism and what has happened to you in the past affects you uh today uh while this guy uh, adler he completely destroys the concept of the past and says the past doesn't exist anymore uh and so you have to now live in the present and figure out shit 
uh, and then it gives you some value system uh, which you can follow and they say it will take you a while before like you can implement these things in your real life uh, but um, but once you start working on it you feel a lot freer uh, and I've been trying to kind of use that philosophy now um, it's a great book man it's a life changing book everyone should read it it's a conversation between a student and a philosopher uh and uh, yeah i happened to buy it at the airport and this was on on route to uh, shriram's wedding you and i were taking the same flight so i bought it with you and oh this is the book that you bought that day huh? now i remember damn okay so it's yeah it's really like it's moved you finally but, finished reading it yeah i finally finished reading it yeah it took me a while dude i could only read like 10 pages at a time uh because it's uh it's quite like heavy yeah it's very yeah. very dense very layered mm. uh and it's great writing also i could only find one mistake in all of the text and uh, i feel like it's left Lord. just to create a bit of imperfection in the in the book it's a really great book uh and anyone kind of dealing with self doubt inferiority complex um uh, just kind of understanding self worth uh it's a great book to kind of get started on just asking yourself questions like that and seeking answers so yeah so that mm-hmm. that's something that has been uh, occupying me uh even after i finished reading it i actually go back to the ideas that it discusses ideas on freedom for example uh so that's uh, something that's been taking up my time uh, i've been cooking a lot uh and i like the idea of being independent in the sense that i'm removing myself from the uh from the you know so called value chain where uh, like i i use apps to order food earlier uh, right and then i realized dude that i'm basically adding uh one more mile of transportation of mm. product from farm to my plate uh, right i'm adding packaging to it So I'm Correct. being really bad to the environment, dude. And I've just been a decent person to the environment by not ordering for the last two months. Uh, so I'm liking that, dude. You know, I work in a food company, right? And we rely a lot on people ordering our food. But I completely fucking agree with you. It's possible that my boss might watch the podcast and I might get fired. But it's it's okay. The truth is the truth is the truth. So go ahead. Yeah, yeah. So I'm just like I'm rethinking that. I used to order bisleri bottles to refill my water supply every uh, few days, and I realized that that's basically water coming from a fucking river uh, to my house uh, on a on multiple tempos, and that's so much of a carbon footprint. That's twenty kilos of stuff coming to me every couple of days, and now I just cycle to my friend's place where he has an aqua guard. and i just fill that water and i bring back that water to my place it takes me 10 minutes i'm remo- removing so much of a carbon footprint on a weekly basis from my uh from my uh, you know footprint and I, yeah yeah i'm feeling a lot more kind of cleaner but again dude the lockdown got lifted for like fucking 11 hours and there's traffic outside it's yeah it's a shit show already dude like the air has started smelling like tar again it was mm. it took literally 12 hours of like uh, the lockdown to be lifted to, for it to be this bad yeah 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 
I'm going to miss this, uh, you know, last couple of months too. It's been a nice, pleasant stay in the city for someone as privileged as me, of course. I see. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But uh, yeah, man, it was nice to cycle around. I really enjoyed that. Uh, can't do that. The last time I tried to cycle before the lockdown, I almost got into an accident that killed me. And uh, and the roads just feel that bad with so much traffic, man. Damn. But without the traffic, it's the roads are great. We criticize Bombay roads so much, but they're good enough to cycle on, dude. If there's no traffic. Yeah, yeah, that's true because they're wide enough, and you can easily skirt through the potholes. You can easily yeah, like find yeah. your way. Yeah, and there's not that many potholes, dude. Like it's always. Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, because the thing is, if you have a choice to swerve around the potholes, it's chill. But like when you're yeah. in a traffic, as to act yeah. with cars, yeah, you can't do shit about it. True. The yeah. worst thing about potholes is having to move very slowly over them. Like if yeah. you zoom like over them, it would be more bearable. But like it's in the Bombay traffic's dude, you just fucking sink into the pothole. You stay there for a while. You have to fucking start your car again. Yeah, man. Driving on the city roads was never fun, but in the lockdown, I've started enjoying it, dude. Yeah, when cycling is fun, dude. It's like a- I learned uh, because I recently learned about the pleasures of cycling. Like I learned how to cycle when I was when I turned like twenty four. Ah, yeah, yeah. So because okay. bachpan me, my dad never gave a fuck, dude. So you never cycled till twenty four? Yeah, bro. Holy fuck, dude! Did yeah, right. Childhood, Anshul. Like this is little bit sad, buddy. Yeah, but. That's what I'm saying. It's a story, bro. Like childhood, me, I was uh, the last bench nerd, bro. Like cycle also didn't happen because what the fuck up is? It's a chance event. Just because just how black people became slaves and uh, ostracized across society, and they've had this sort of shittiest career possible for any race, basically, right? Uh, after the Jews, obviously, the Jews got it the worst. Oh. Uh, uh, yeah, yeah. So in my case, it's been like uh, this chance event was that my mama got me uh, a cycle which was a bit too big for me when I was three years old. Okay. Okay. So I tried to practice. I used to fall, and then a cycle got kept aside. And then my dad also didn't bother to get a new one or teach me. So bachpan me nobody gave a shit, and I also was like, "Ah, okay, big deal. I'll just sit and read stuff or write stuff." So I just, I just fucking completely didn't give a shit about learning how to ride a cycle at all. Mm-hmm. Then once you're like twelve or something, and you're like, "Acha, abhi kider abhi," now you're a fat uh, adolescent kid cycling and all in front of girls and learning it and all and falling on your face is too insulting for your puberty. That right? your puberty won't be able to take that much of an insult. That too self-inflicted. He may could decide kya. He may ja ke tera saal ki umar mein, theek hai? Abhi cycle sikunga aur girunga ladkiyon ke samne. Nahi ho sakta. So, then, I did it in dark alleys of my society, garage. Mein, I found a cycle. So, basically, uh, it's a bit of a long story, but a fun story, okay? Two oh. minutes long. Okay. <laughs> so, I didn't know if I had ever learned, right? So, I didn't want to invest too much time or money, primarily money, okay? Because money was rare, huh. right? So, I decided that I won't go buy a cycle and all, because that's the first mistake people do when they learn something new, they buy that shit. And then they think that will make them learn, right? Guitar right. or right. piano or a lot of other things, fancy things, DSLR that people buy to become photographer. But to become photographer, you don't need DSLR, you need photos to be clicked and some 
garage. Huh. and they chain it up so i went scouting for one which wasn't chained or oh. a cycle which would be sort of open for people to sort of take it on a ride right okay. obviously very slim chance of that happening but i found a couple of contenders like things that could take my weight and all huh. but then something funny really happened i didn't realize ki such a cycle will be in a bad condition so i can't just start riding it huh. okay i'll have to probably go get it repaired and huh. obviously the repair man is not inside my society Right. So this bald, balding and bald twenty-four year old guy is taking a cycle on his side to the repair shop. Oh. Nobody knows that he doesn't know how to ride it yet. Oh. He's trying to be very confident. Oh. So I take it to the repair guy. He repairs it. I bring it back and all. It's shiny new. I get a lock for it myself. Get <laughs> no clue who cycle this is, but I got it repaired. New varnish, oil, everything. Uh-huh. New life, and I got a lock for that motherfucker. Uh-huh. Now every day I'm riding that cycle. I have the keys at home. My mom is like, "What is the new set of wheels you got there, boy? Looking good." So, sab chal raha tha. I learned cycling on my own. Like you know, I realized ki acha. Don't look down. Look ahead and keep riding. You will learn. You will fall. So, I apne ap cycle chalana sikha. Twenty four years old be. And the motivation was because I was going to ISB, hmm. and my flatmates, my quadmates, there were some avid cyclers. Two of them. So I was like, "Acha, now they will talk about cycling, and I will because I'm an honest nigger. I'll tell them that I don't know how to ride one, and oh. they'll be like, 'Please, what is the procedure to change the room?' Oh. So uh, yeah, so then I decided that boss, I'll learn, and I learned it, dude. Oh. Then one fine day when I was parking the cycle, I was like a seasoned old uh, cyclist, basically, like you know, not doing drugs yet, so no whatever races to my name. So just uh, this old guy comes up and uh, he's like." beta this uh, cycle is my son's cycle what are you doing with it i'm like oh acha uncle uncle actually i found it here it wasn't locked it was in a bad condition i've repaired it i've learned cycling so it's okay here are your keys so i gave him the keys to his cycle keys which he didn't have in the first place you getting me right so i had to get the uncle a set of keys for his own son's wheels and that's how i did it so both parties were happy right His son, the next week onwards, I'm seeing that cycle being used by this nice little kid. He's also happy. He fuck dad repaired my cycle, dude. And yeah. sometimes that's how life just is, right? A chance event got this kid to get his cycle back again, and I learned how to cycle randomly. Yeah. This old dude is just happy. His wife maybe gave him a nice one that night because the son is now happy finally, and that's what ultimately women care about. Yeah. Oh, dude, something similar happened to me, by the way. Yeah. So my tell sister, me, tell me. My sister uh, once took my bike, and uh, she went to the doctor. Sorry, Kashyap, we have to cut back. You are not clear. Thoda ha, mic pass me rakna. Start again. Start again. My sister, she once borrowed my bike, and she went to the doctors. And uh, uh, she she came back without the bike, and she was like, "Dude, uh, someone took the bike," and I was damn pissed off at her. uh and i just gave her fucking like guilt for a couple of years dude and then two years later 
she was just walking around and she saw some kid on the same bike she's like motherfucker like that's my bike so he's like oh yeah this is my bike so she's like fuck off dude like it is exactly like my bike with the same marks and everything where do you get it from so he's like my dad got it for me so oh. so uh, she's like uh, okay theek hai uh, take me to your dad so uh, she went to his dad and she was like and his dad was a cop okay his dad was a cop okay oh uh, damn yeah so she uh, she's like dude this is my brother's cycle i'm yeah. dad for it uh, i have yeah. to pay for it uh, so like please uh, give it back so he's like acha oh beta yeah i just found this cycle somewhere and uh, nobody claimed it from the lost and found so i gave it to my son uh and uh, the dude the cop literally turned out to be a thief man or probably yeah. cycle and uh, insane dude and when my sister got it dude she like i was like mad respect man she was she got it back after 2 years dude that's a long time she was committed running it yeah dude like but that's a crazy cycle story dude because yeah. uh, like yeah so that's how i learned cycling dude but yeah so there's a crazy like because we're going to talk about our europe experiences pretty soon yeah like uh, i have a crazy cycling scene there also because i made the mistake of going to amsterdam uh-huh. as a noob cyclist okay that's the biggest mistake you can make in that city right because if you're a noob cyclist oh yeah they're all professionals too good right and you're bad for indian first yeah. of all indian yeah and yeah. in the lower spectrum of indian cyclists then your social sort of uh, ranking is pretty low in that city at that point of time right yeah. Yeah. so you're looked down upon pretty hard matlab you're going to a mcdonald's and you're the scum of mcdonald's like you're getting me yeah. so true how was your uh, scene like basically like europe, europe was great dude this was my second time there um uh-huh. the first time the very first time i got out of india was i had gone to uh, this place in germany called leipzig uh, oh, right so there was a documentary film festival over there and i had worked on a film uh, called pushkar puran with my dad he was directing it i was mm-hmm. just helping produce it so the movie made it to that film festival and i got to travel to leipzig and then i did berlin uh, and munich nice. prague i went to auschwitz uh wow yeah and that was damn intense dude oh oh but dude auschwitz was heartbreaking but there's a holocaust museum in berlin uh in 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 berlin yeah and it's uh it's like these uh concrete kind of work slab yeah, yeah it's just slabs and it's to commemorate all the uh jews who died Who died? Yeah. And uh, and then there's like a small museum inside where you can read letters that they wrote to their relatives right. and ones. And beautiful dude, place, dude. Yeah. yeah, dude. And you just sit there and you fucking read that shit and you cry, man. If you if you don't cry, you don't have a heart. That place is so heartbreaking, dude. And uh, and I did that and then I went to Auschwitz uh, via Prague, uh, and with a friend. and that place is fucking like depressing dude like the shit that went down in auschwitz dude what the fuck that that was the epitome of evil 
you know mm. yeah yeah i also uh, this museum i have seen and sadly because i went with uh, three indian guys again uh, near the zoo commemorative uh, this museum it has a line right this is in memory of all the jew like the the persecuted jews of uh, europe and something right so that's it's like sort of for them right so we're sitting there and again we're talking about the bloody modi government and how shit is bad yeah. and all of that so i have that memory we also went to this uh, concentration camp called sachsenhausen okay yeah it's not like auschwitz was the center pretty much so yeah. like the amount of atrocities there were next level but, but like this was like one one of the earlier smaller ones where they sent political prisoners not really the religious jew yeah. jewish big concentration camps yeah. this is one of the smaller ones where the early jewish prisoners and the political prisoners were kept so bad conditions you, you also must have seen those beds where three people are sleeping but to but right Yeah. and uh, those cold cellars where they drain the blood out of the bodies and where they store the bodies and where they and, the, and there was a gas chamber and it was fucking freaky man and you're like this is what millions of people went through in their life yeah. and we talk about like being stuck in traffic like you know these people are stuck up each other's ass and not able to breathe Yeah. So that's the thing, dude. And like, society has come way beyond that. Like, this can't happen in the current days, at least without the media coming to know about it. At least, so we all know. Yeah. Like, that was it affected me crazily. And there was this one room in Shaksanavan, yeah. which uh, felt like at least some three, four degrees colder than the outside place. It was like right out of some uh, uh, spooky documentary, B grade documentary. But that's exactly what it felt like back then, dude. It's not; it wasn't even funny. Outside mm. it was bad because uh, I don't know if we told you when we went to Europe, it was a really, really bad time in terms of the weather, dude. We went to Europe and we sweat balls, dude. So like we were missing Bombay. Yeah. So we went in August. There was a heat wave in 2018. Right. Yeah. So it was really, really pathetic, dude. Oh, I went in the winter, dude. Both times. It was so good. Too lucky. I'm I I'm so jealous, dude. Like we went because August is the touristy season. We thought that it will be slightly yeah. chilly and we'll be chill, but it was damn bad, dude. Yeah. One of the dudes was roaming around in a fucking ganji, bro. He was wearing a vest. <laughs> like one of those wife beaters, you know. Who be Indian wala? So wife beater, you can't even like a wife beater is a compliment for that vest. You're getting me Rupa Banyan. I got to have because I went in the cold weather. I got to have glue wine. Have you had glue wine? No, what's that? So glue wine is basically like wine, but they put a lot of spices in it, like cinnamon, uh, and like some I don't know, man, like some weird spices, and then they like uh, heat it, and it's hot. So you drink it hot, and it gets you super tipsy, dude. It's yeah. it's the most potent and it's like very warm and fuzzy. It's a Christmas wine, so especially oh. Christmas, yeah. And uh, that's one thing that I wish we had in India. But you can apparently like there's a spice mix that comes for glue wines. You can put in your regular red wine, just warm it up, uh, and it's yeah, it's the nicest alcohol you'll have, I think. It's yeah. If I think Kashyap, that's your new uh, that's your new move, dude. I think you should do that, like. Make glue wine. <laughs> yeah, why not, bro? What's stopping you? Yeah, 
maybe the right ingredients are stopping you but you can try to procure as like ingredients nearly as good or whatever i should have gotten wine man i got beers i got five beers today beers oh yeah from how is the scene so dude i have actually not stepped outside at all uh-huh. how is the scene like where you stay because you are staying right in the heart of bombay so uh-huh. luckily for me everything is very close by there's a wine shop right here called jude wines uh mm-hmm. and uh, i just saw that there was a kind of a beehive line outside of jude wines i had gone for something else i didn't remember what uh and instead i got into the alcohol line uh and <laughs> and i i was like maybe 15th or 20th in the line um and, but right after i joined the line some suddenly like 40 people came behind me uh so there were a good 65 people in one line not maintaining social distancing uh oh. yeah one guy barely like maintained 2 inches away from me uh, but he was, okay. he was considering his uh like vertical body center of mass as the you know one end of the distance between him and me but he had a huge pot belly so that pot oh my god or that there was no distance between us and uh, and he kept spitting and i was like man dude this guy doesn't get it at all uh, so uh, i was yeah i i took a risk man i took a risk and uh, that's and, a pretty big risk man i'm feeling like i'm at risk on a video call with you nigga <laughs> yeah this shit is contagious don't sneeze please Yeah, but I'm fine, dude. I think I I might have gotten it already. Uh, to be honest, I think I might have gotten it long back, and uh, I think I might be healed and mm. cured. Because it is actually possible, to be honest. Because a lot of people yeah. are so asymptomatic. Yeah. They'll also never come to know. Nobody else will come to know. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Because even I felt like I had it, but then I think it was just my regular cold. Because you never know. But it is possible. I think it was regular cold in my case because my parents. I stayed with my parents. They didn't get it. Get it if they would have gotten, it would have been like bad maybe because of how the how the numbers are. But I guess because you stay alone, like you're not even at risk of putting others at risk in a way right now. So it's still yeah. I haven't met my family in fifty days. Yeah. Got it. Got it. Yeah. So I I yeah. Uh, that's one thing that's bumming me out. So the moment I can get out to meet them, I'll do that. It's a little bit of a distance. Uh, but. Uh, because they live in gorigaon and i stay in bandra so i don't yeah i mean there's no train transport and what sucks is i had a first class train pass for 3 months i got it like right before the lock oh i don't think they're going to extend it for me i'm losing out on a cult membership <laughs> because it doesn't look like they're going to start anytime soon <laughs> i agree with you they're not going to it's going to take them a few months Yeah, yeah. Are you following those uh, at-home live exercises, though? What people are oh, getting up for you? No motivation. I need another person standing right next to me, observing me killing at doing a workout. If that doesn't happen, then I don't think uh, that mm-hmm. I can ever do this. Uh, that's why I got into cult. They were like, "Sir, if you pay more, we can have fewer people in the class." I was like I don't want that shit. I want more people. If there's hundred people, that's better. <laughs> At least yeah, yeah. people like what I'm doing. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> insane, dude. So yeah, you should ask them like crowding discounts and like I need more people. Give me discounts. Yeah. But now, so crowded space is screwed. So yeah, we they pivoted into giving exercises to people for free. Oh yeah. If yeah. this continues, they'll start charging for those live classes. But again, to be honest, 
uh, it's not too much like you know because live classes at any given point of time like when i have been on one there have been like 1600 people oh yeah that's not a lot to be honest it's barely anything and even if you're saying ki okay every day yeah uh, let's say those many people are logging in and it's roughly the same people 60% here and there that's actually not a lot of people to be honest and it's not like too much money that they'll make out of it so they will need to do something oh yeah and live class classes are free as far as i know mm-hmm, exactly so uh, it's def- they have no source of revenue right now uh, yeah yeah pending for people to not leave uh because basically yeah exactly because then otherwise acquiring acquisition costs are much higher like those downloads that they will need to drive again by using paid marketing yeah they'll completely have to rethink this entire model now uh yeah it's going to there i i read this interesting thing uh, on twitter yesterday this is just this one guy kind of imagining a future with corona virus and uh, vaccine not being out for another 5 years uh okay. and it says uh, governments might adopt a density tax uh so the denser a gathering of people the more that event should generate in terms of tax revenue uh for the government to justify the risk of that gathering uh wow yeah so really? uh, yeah so for concerts that's the crazy notion man yeah and uh, so for concerts for uh football games uh for election rallies uh you might have to pay extra to hold those gatherings uh which is yeah it's crazy so that might be a new reality dude no that's a very different way to think of it and I, i haven't come across an idea like that yet and it seems plausible to me yeah. that they may do that the other thing is it just like no i just like what no it's just like basically allowing uh, alcohol and cigarettes and taxing them heavily na it's just that only in a way yeah it's what like yeah we could say that i mean But, it seems more sinister and darker but i'm saying the net effect is that they are letting something exist which kills people maybe a lot of people over a certain amount of time but it pays them well that is the basic logic maybe but yeah, i just feel darker to us because this is a fucking the idea is for them to take the tax revenue and uh, and use it for preventive measures uh yeah Yeah, ideally they should try doing that but woh hi matlab if it pays too well probably they'll yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> look the other way yeah <laughs> that one the other thing is they're talking about a, a virtual profile uh, that will become the norm and uh, in order to reduce uh, human to human contact uh, and interaction uh, you will be in different uh, types of queues in a virtual kind of waiting room so you won't actually physically have to wait at a particular place to make it inside on time you'll just be told uh, stay at home uh, there are 25 people virtually sitting before you uh, and you can once those numbers are down you can come uh, and so that kind of reduces just waiting in like different situations like for example at hotels uh, at uh, uh, doctors uh, uh and like just like maybe even for buses for example 
these many people are waiting for a ride before you. Uh, once they're done, you can come to the bus stop and get in. It will be empty, uh, empty enough to maintain social distancing. So this becomes a new norm. Dude. You just have to like have a universal app that kind of lets you wait at different places. Uh, so yeah, the future seems strange. And for stand-up, dude, I don't think that we're going to get back until like at least end of year. Uh, so it's, yeah, it's going to be hard for this industry, man. I'm already fearing a few comedy clubs shutting down. Uh, okay. And yeah. What has the chatter been around like the circles? Like what are you guys talking about? What is the, how are you guys trying to preserve the scene? At least like how we spoke about cult fit or cure fit. Yeah. Like, what are you doing at least? Maybe forget everybody else, but yeah, also, like, what is, how is this scene trying to stay a scene for the future? Like, what is... I think the biggest fear is that by the time this is done, we won't be sharp enough uh, with our writing. Uh, because right now, we have no mm. incentive to write because there's no stage. Very mm. so on kind of uh, thinking that maybe the Zoom uh, live thing might be a, an option. It's kind of like having having an audience uh, and you just figure out uh, formats that are more live, more improv than just like old written sets. Because doing written sets for a digital audience just doesn't seem right, man. Uh, live, mm. you know, but like doing, a, for example, a roast seems okay because it's quick jokes. Uh, you kind of get to uh, implement your comedy theory and, you know, write interesting formats and do it live and get validation so roast is one concept where experimenting with other game shows like truth and lies uh, which is like a bbc game format uh, called uh, would i lie to you uh, and we're just doing like a version of that uh, which is again improv based so we're doing a lot of stuff where you just come and you try to be yourself and be funny without having the pressure of ha having to write jokes. You know? uh, so uh, this is, I think, something that people are liking. Um, but other than that, I think like we, we'll have to figure out a way to do Zoom-based events, man. Uh, yeah. A lot of comics have started doing it. Rahul Subramanian, Rahul Shah doing it. Uh, they're ticketing these yeah. shows. So they're making money. Uh, but it's not, like, I don't know, man. It's not... Uh, it's not like the real thing, dude. Uh, and mm. yeah, it just feels very artificial to perform without a person actually being in there. In front of you. Yeah, in front of you. Uh, mm -hmm. Yeah, because uh, like I've just done a cup one or two open mics and then I sort of didn't really go after that. Uh, but yeah, I can understand because like when you're not in front of a certain kind of people, the whole energy is different, right? When you're live in a place with people paying attention to what you're saying, that whole energy of the place is different, like, and that energy could either make things go very well or very bad, or like, it's different. It's not even about good or bad, maybe. So in your case, I think because you've experienced that to a certain degree, and yeah. you know how to maybe use that also, and you've taught yourself, see, how do I channel myself or perform in a certain way? So that I think may make a big difference for you to now just this pure digital, like not even like a chosen thing. Maybe if you would have said like, yeah, I'm just doing digital shows as an experiment for like six months, then you would have, could have planned how you want to do it. You could have done some pre-shoots or something. 
but yeah. because this is an unplanned bloody uh, scene in which you guys have all been put together yeah it's difficult to yeah we're trying to write some sketches let's see abhi soch rahe hain because we'll have to do something that's not stand up uh correct 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 and we'll have to use that talent use that skill set and maybe apply it elsewhere yeah like sketches and all like you said yeah i was just thinking uh if stand up on zoom has to become a thing uh then the you know just the squares won't work dude i think uh you should ticket zoom events uh the exact mm. same you ticket an auditorium show so if mm. it's front row uh it should be the most expensive uh mm. like progressively as you go back it should be cheaper mm. and on the screen as the comic you should be able to see the front row buyers the biggest mm. and mm-hmm. as the tickets are cheaper you see the pixels get smaller mm. you see that there's a lot more people but some people clearly stand out to you and just mm-hmm. like live show you would then first interact with the front row you know like if that could become a thing on zoom i think it would feel more organic as a stand up show you know performing for that kind of an arrangement on the screen like bigger icons on the front smaller 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 at the back and you just talk to the front row for a while you interact with them and there should be a ranking system for so maybe people pay more to be in the front row or they're just like loyal fans you know mm-hmm. uh, so like there's Got some sort of ranking system in the zoom events uh, ecosystem and if you kind of engage uh, you know the most with different activities or participate in more webinars uh, you get like limited access to these front row tickets i don't know man i think like the future is going to be interesting but it will depend it will depend a lot on these kind of uh micro adjustments you know i don't know but that's a damn good idea i think kashyap uh, and i know just the company who may buy it from you have you ever booked my show mm-hmm. <laughs> I, i i honestly think you should tell them please slide into my dms <laughs> <laughs> oh yeah, uh, yeah. I think Zoom should just do this integration, dude. That would But be. But the cool. thing is, then there will be perverts on Zoom who will want front row tickets to look at your cock or something, dude. Because Zoom is full of perverts, nah, shit. Oh yeah, yeah. I think somebody legit will have to get into this scene and use like Zoom type technology or tie up with like a streaming service, and then because I think it's a good idea. Yeah. Because that's how it is. Because uh, actually, to be so, I think a couple of weeks ago. Uh, uh a couple of uh, our isb friends some eight 10 of us uh, we just sort of decided we'll do a little party and we joined zoom mm. extremely bad internet experience so people weren't very clear overall but it was still fun to just look at random faces appear when somebody stares because if you keep it on one mode in zoom it shows the person who's talking photo but if yeah. doesn't realize that when there's a group of 12 hooligans yeah. there's at least seven people talking at the same time so zoom has lost his shit yeah, yeah. so even i realized ki i want to see the better friends of mine always on screen mm-hmm. the others in the group the you know penumbra set of friends i'm like ha inka awaaz aayega chalega thoda thoda right, right i don't need them to be up front so the same logic i think holds true for shows also so it's it yeah. definitely will feel a lot more organic yeah. and it could be either thing it could be like contest like you guys do you know you could give those for contest winners yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Highest buyers. It could be yeah. bidders, even for example, yeah. and all that. So definitely, I think Kashyap, you need to just pitch this to somebody. <laughs> mm. 
I, if yeah, yeah. anyone's listening who needs this idea, dude, it's mine. All right, you can't take it from me. <laughs> all right, this is copyright. Yeah. Kashyap, I'm gonna release this like in five days, so you have enough enough time to claim this idea, dude. I'm giving you five days, nigga. You can go Saturday, Sunday, till you can have your own website, dude. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, and I, I think I, I, I knew tech, dude. That's one of my regrets. I wish I knew how to code. Kashyap, I exactly share the same share the same sentiment right now because even I have told myself that this is a ये ख्याल का करने के करके point क्या है when you can only talk about them if and learning how to code is and the thing is we can but. I never had the inclination to get into that shit, dude, because it confuses me. It makes me get a headache, dude. That's a beautiful I... thing, dude. It's just a language. Yeah. And 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 uh, really good coders are basically are poets of code. Yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> they know they know the language so well. That's it. Oh yeah, man, yeah. you learn, dude. I'm telling you, this is we were really dumb, man. I I I actually like Blue Jay, dude. <laughs> that was I was really good at it. I got like almost a hundred marks out of hundred in my coding exams, but then so why don't you go for it? Ah, uh, just dude, now I I am pretending to be an artist, and I got to stay committed to that, dude. <laughs> I can't. Uh, uh, I can't be like no tomorrow. Maybe I won't be an artist. No, I have to be an artist. It's just the commitment. <laughs> fair enough. Fair number. Like maybe like you can take half an hour of a break from being an artist and also learn coding and like. Use that, like you said, to develop some something which helps your art, like maybe. Oh yeah. Maybe that could be a reason to learn how to code. Oh, dude, expanding your art. Wow. Oh, <laughs> sorry. Now I sound like a stoner, but yeah, that is a. Ah, so you go and coding, and then put your digital version, Kashyap. I mean, ah, make a make like a I don't know, like a twelve uh, bit or like a one twenty eight bit type Kashyap, like one of those old Mario type games. Avatar of yours on a website, and I don't know. Go hunting, like you can you can call that game Cash Chap or something, and you just have to collect coins in the streets of Bombay or something. Oh dude, oh dude, I was just reading about the uh, the history of Flappy Bird, man. Do you remember that game? Yeah, yeah, obviously, dude. And Instagram has like a version of it now, apparently, where you can just bloody play it on your stories or something. Oh, oh. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I've seen a lot of my fucking friends play that game, dude, on Instagram stories. It's like a filter. Wow. It moves with your nose. So you can bloody record that thing as you play, dude. Oh, content creation has become too easy. Dude, first they got us to buy. They first got us to buy a glass box, all right, a, a flat glass box, and then they made us, uh, made us do this action, all right, for our entire life. And now they're making us do this also, like exactly, bro. Fully controlling us, dude. This is yeah, 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 yeah. It's crazy. It's, it's it's damn crazy, dude. What are we gonna do next for the corporate overlords? <laughs> yeah, exactly, exactly. It's mad, dude. Dude, they're making us dance also on TikTok, dude, and cry. Oh, oh, oh yeah. Dude, what if this is just what if this is just AI controlling us, dude? <laughs> it's just trying to <laughs> look like buffoons, and then when the aliens come, that that's all they'll see us kind of moving our faces to make objects move. uh doing tiktok videos oh dude i have this theory if if we die in a nuclear uh, nuclear uh, explosion uh, yeah. 
uh, Indians will uh, take TikTok videos uh, with the mushroom cloud and cry, and that will be the last recording <laughs> from human civilization. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that'll be a that'll be what the aliens see, and they're like, "Damn, what a useless fucking place let's bounce. Why did we waste a goddamn nuke on this place?" Yeah, yeah, for sure, dude. No, I think it would have come from us only, not not the aliens. Acha, fair enough. Aliens are just like they're acha. This was pehle hi. This was yeah, this was suicide. <laughs> this planet committed suicide. Committed suicide. Yeah, they're like draft. Yeah, insane. So, uh, dude, even I'm quite buzzed, dude. Yeah, I'm stoked. Of course, dude, I'm rolling. <laughs> oh, I have quite a bit left. I'm gonna go back to it in a bit, like. Yeah, but it's fun, dude. Right? Like you're enjoying the conversation. Huh? Aisa, meko maza aata record karne ko, dude. Of course, of course. And man. I wanna learn. You know how to edit, Kasha? I do you know I, how to edit videos, you know, thoda thoda. I I do edit yeah I started as an editor and then, exactly ha huh? uh yeah man I've been uh, editing on my phone of late uh, it's an app called uh, DJI Mimo M I M O uh it's oh, it's for a particular device but uh, it also kind of picks up footage from your camera your phone camera and you can uh, use it to edit like different clips together add music do kind of trans transitions between shots uh adjust the duration of shots make it faster slower um uh, so and it's super easily used dude so if anyone wants to create some content and doesn't know how to edit DJI Mimo dude you guys should check it out i'm not paid for this uh but i'm a loyal fan of DJI DJI is a subsidiary company of Apple now uh is what i oh right i bought it i didn't know that dude They either got a majority stake or they just put a ton of money for a huge stake in the company. So yeah, they got. It makes sense, dude. Yeah. They're cutting edge in terms of content, dude. Like DJI is killing it, dude. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, yeah, yeah. I don't know about content. I don't know what content. Like, हाँ मतलब वो लोग GoPro type का videos तो बना ही लेते हैं. But uh, yeah, but their apps, their uh, gadgets are great. Their drones are great. um so that's what i'm saying ha huh? so like they basically they help empowering people na matlab because they have this fucking this guy i know who uses a gopro uh, uh, 3d like max and all of that and he has a dji dji osmo and all i've used once in my life and it was a crazy experience oh. then this mini drones and all bloody like it's just like this big man it's as big as a fucking tiny ass speaker yep. and i proper Okay, recording and shit, and like it's crazy. And like yeah. I'll add my eyes. I don't remember the name of the product, but it's like some forty-seven grand. Yeah, dude. I'll tell you what. With the kind of technology we have now, we can make fucking like Hollywood level shit, dude. Exactly right. No money. I've got a great handheld gimbal. All right, yeah. with a camera. I got a fucking drone. Uh, with a four K camera. uh i can get the most stable kickass footage for i think a lakh hmm. a lakh equipment wow. and earlier this used to be a helicopter dude you need a helicopter for that shot <laughs> which exactly. is crores <laughs> you need a huge fucking like vest to hold the huge camera that fucking like has to yeah. be and now it's like in this fucking like tiny little smaller than my phone device and 
just fucking hold it like a little bitch and it just won't look as cool mm-hmm. as earlier uh but ha uh, that's true that's true yeah you won't look like you're like some fucking centurion wearing his fucking machines and shooting and motherfucker but yeah. yeah it looks like we're getting physically weaker with like every generation you know <laughs> our bodies are yeah, yeah. these majestic devices so we're fucking getting tired and they're saying like ultimately uh, uh you know uh, the filmmaker of the future will have cameras in their eyes uh, so you just wherever you walk around you can just film a scene which is like super invasive but at the same time so awesome as a storytelling tool because as documentary filmmakers the biggest pain in the ass is permission like can i take this clip of you please uh yeah, yeah. or a movie alright and like they they have to fucking consent but now you can just fucking go around and like capture a beautiful moment it might be inappropriate to record that moment uh you know because <laughs> okay i'm not talking okay. about sexual stuff dude just like an intimate no, moment no, sexual sexual as in matlab somebody getting socked on the face or like you know i don't know like your i don't know somebody getting bit slapped in public like who's supposed to be yeah, a possibly, powerful guy possibly possibly like a warm moment between like family members um and mm-hmm. dude and like dude like reality is way stranger than fiction so we can capture so That's many, true. like i've seen a person die on the roads uh because he was too drunk and someone fucking like smashed his skull into the asphalt with his leg yeah died on the spot dude now imagine fucking if i recorded that that would be dark and i i mean not to say that people should like watch stuff like this but like it's just it's way darker than any gangs of wasapur moment dude uh, yeah yeah i agree but you've seen this like this has happened you're saying yeah that's insane dude when and where and why was it like car station uh near the habitat uh like a, a little bit around midnight uh, i was walking with a couple of friends uh and i just saw this happen and i didn't know what to say dude it was just one drunk guy and another drunk guy and we just oh, fucking god we just walked dude we didn't know like whether this guy was dead legit or he, he just the moment his head hit the fucking like road he, his body like stopped and just he just froze so we didn't know what happened exactly so we just kept walking uh but yeah that's fucking scary yeah there were guards over there so hopefully like someone looked into it but okay yeah so yeah coming back to i recording shit yeah, yeah. but so, but then how do you think privacy and shit sort of pan out then like do you take permission before you put it up maybe you record but because it will be like a network of people recording shit right maybe through their eyes and maybe it's the same company or whatever uh, i don't know whatever it is maybe shared technology platform which let you record through your iris so, so then maybe before you put it up you need permission from these people or whatever so don't have permission what is hmm just morph a generic face onto like these characters and yeah, like a, yeah that will be nice dude like a cartoon face even maybe or like you know oh, real yeah, face maybe real deep fake kind of face dude uh-huh. <laughs> any 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 face dude and it retains the essence of the moment it's still beautiful hmm. and uh, yeah dude i think filmmaking should be democratic and transparent like that uh but in bombay dude that's a, that's a crazy kya kashyap you're on fire dude today 
Why? Because deep deep fakes is a thing right now, now It's damn easy to actually get that done. I mean, damn easy than it is possible, obviously, and quite yeah. easily possible for a lot of people. Yeah. So what you said, and that just sort of uh, in terms of the privacy scene, it just solves for it. Now, if just people, if people just adhere to that yeah. idea that okay, how the face looks like doesn't matter. This situation that face isn't matters, and that is the story. The face, facial expressions, etc., which add to the thing can be anybody's. Doesn't need to the person who's doing this right now. Yeah. That solves for like real-time storytelling and the privacy issue all in one go. So that's insane if that happens. Yeah. <laughs> Super invasive though, and very yeah, good. very in- yeah, very invasive yet okay. Like you know, this will be the like this will be the Indian answer. So चलता है कि हाँ ठीक है मेरे को record क्या चलता है थोड़ा लगा दे उधर किसी और का but dude that will be insane. Yeah. Good good. Have you like uh, so basically like because I work in digital marketing mm. okay so because we've been discussing content and shit I have to make or get people to make content for me right mm. so a lot of times that is like an expensive affair and also. See the thing is when it's in-house content with a lot of agencies that you work on, they're good with their work, but footage and all is still not democratized. Like you know, it's, people still, uh, at least in corporates and all, like in this, in these sort of bigger uh, sort of agencies and you know bigger corporates, where we're still not very used to using phones and mobile devices to go at it and create quick, nice footage, right? Because that right. is possible. Right. We always get into a chat, shoot, karna hai, book karo, big budgets. डायरेक्टर कौन होगा थाउजेंड्स ऑफ रैंडम यूजलेस थिंग विच यू कॉल फॉर प्रॉप समटाइम्स इट्स रिक्वायर्ड आई एम नॉट सेइंग दैट बट आई एम सेइंग बिकॉज़ ऑफ व्हाट यू स्पोक अबाउट दैट सो मच एडवांसमेंट इन इमेज कैप्चरिंग टेक्नोलॉजी इन इन इमेज रेंडरिंग एंड एडिटिंग टेक्नोलॉजी लॉट ऑफ अस आर स्टिल स्टक इन दैट वो इधर वेस्ट विद द ब्लडी स्पाइडर कैमरा थिंग आउटसाइड देयर राइट एंड व्हाटएवर इट इज लाइक योर लिटिल थिंग टू होल्ड योर camera on red or whatever that is uh-huh. but now with with dji and like with even gopro even gopro kills it so even with gopro hero you can easily get kick ass footage mm-hmm. decent sound yeah and you can get a decent enough digital con- piece of content film and all made yeah. so like have you done have you worked with people who do this because i really honestly think i can make a lot of kick ass footage at a lower cost and Get it out there much faster than I am doing right now. I'm relying on a lot of animation, right. in-house pictures, using old footage. Yeah, wo. So I, I, mean, I, I tell you, I tell you. Uh, so the media that you're buying is often so expensive, especially like when you're buying, uh, like mainline media like TV, for example. Uh, yeah, yeah. Uh, so TV space is mad expensive, dude. uh and if you're going to buy expensive tv space air space you might as well put good quality stuff on it so right. there's definitely a kind of a kya bolte hain na zameen aasman ka farak between a budget film and uh, a tvc level film uh and i think okay. intentionally go towards the more glossy glamorous uh polished kind of uh product in terms of visual uh because it's just dude brand has to shine it can't seem yeah yeah so that's the whole thing but in the digital space i think that's it's important key dude you should fucking like embrace the osmo pockets and uh exactly mobile phones you have to do because you have to put out volumes uh but like 
should not seem like noise do it needs to be sincere stuff that you put out as brands correct uh, right. so kaafi brands do tone deaf shit they keep putting out stuff that is irrelevant and uh, nobody gives a fuck about that stuff they'll still keep putting it as if like they understand the pulse, <laughs> the pulse of the millennial and the millennial keep saying dude what the fuck complaining exactly. us yeah, yeah. <laughs> i think the only social media brand which people give a fuck about i think rank 1 is has now become netflix it used to be zomato earlier to yeah. be honest zomato yeah. still as good but netflix is netflix dude they are content yeah right yeah. so they zomato cannot reach that level it doesn't produce enough content akshar pathak akela kitna karega bichara yeah. so he's uh, he's amazing right he's too good but yeah. he's one guy yeah true yeah like yeah. netflix so, is netflix is a machine and zomato relies on akshar exactly exactly so if akshar like matlab akshar ko to proper quarantine mein rakha hua log ne matlab to wohi hai matlab yeah because he changed their whole content scene dude matlab that guy changed the whole map for them basically i think he's damn valuable for them Yeah, he found their voice. Yeah, exactly. He gave them a voice, basically, which people wanted. Like, otherwise, they would have been boring, same old. Like, like Swiggy content is also nice, but a lot of that, the nice parts are done by a lot of different collectives. Like, you know, different people work on that. Yeah. But for Zomato content, is still way better. Like, originality wise and all. Yeah, I agree. And now Netflix has that game. Tinder is trying. Yeah. That- स्केल I've learned chord progressions to a degree. I know, like, okay, this is how a chord is made, and what is the logic with the scale and the key being played. Oh. So, so I've started uh, like playing. I'm learning how to play some songs now and then. Oh. The thing is, uh, after I learned some music theory, I realized I was like, wow, this is too interesting. I can, and now I keep on making shitty compositions, even if it's like stringing some four uh, sort of bars together. I'm happy ki ha theek hai yeah it's sounding damn cool bahut maza aa raha hai so but i need to get on to learn some songs and find some rhythm now yeah. so that's been great i've been uh, doing some cooking and all i've been doing this video thing our job is a full time job uh, and because it's all digital now there's a lot of work but it's fun i'm getting to learn some shit so in terms of my routine i wake up at like 7:30 every day i do a little bit of uh, like i don't know uh some squats and all of that like i work out for like half an hour then i do uh, that's a fat ass joint bro <laughs> it's okay it's not that fat hey man stop acha uh, you haven't pulled it yet okay go i thought it was rolled yeah lost my shit acha so uh, dude ye uh, guitar pe you can uh, uh, play scales or are you practicing your scales Yeah, yeah. I'm practicing my scales, dude. I'm practicing scales. I'm practicing uh, pentatonic and all right. of that. 
the man goes where a man goes dude like <laughs> uh yeah exactly dude <laughs> please delete this part <laughs> yeah bro sure sure don't worry about it <laughs> no never you don't want to get implicated uh, in yeah, yeah it's not going out bro don't worry i don't want to get implicated in hashtags which i don't like uh and then he said a man goes where a man goes <laughs> kill him <laughs> <laughs> kill him huh i've been talk like that to women huh <sighs> oh man yeah I, it's sad dude it but bad. dude have you heard about this one whole thing that happened uh, I... but you heard about this incident that happened like which people are talking about the locker room thing Huh? Boys locker room. What do you say? The boys, the boys locker room. Yeah, the boys locker room thing, dude. What the fuck, man? I mean, it's uh, so. I just spoke to a friend of mine on that thing for a long, long time, dude, and she was quite uh, emotional about that shit. What? Wait, your friend was on that group? No, no, no. I'm saying she told me about this whole thing. Mm. she also sort of read about it and spoke to a couple of friends about it and i was like uh, and she was damn pissed and damn emotional about it ki like what the fuck is this shit and all oh yeah dude i think for every woman that's very personal and it is weird and scary like it's 15 year old boys discussing rape and shit like i don't get it dude 15 year old educated boys boys who are a, are a part mm. of the education system uh, who seem to be well uh, who knew their vocabulary uh just i think like kids who have been misguided dude uh bad influences uh possibly families that breed hate uh, no i just think where could these influences come from dude family family it's always family dude it's always family if there's yeah, right. if if there's neglect coming from the family if there's um hate in the family uh if the concept of love is not openly discussed in the family i think there's huge suppression of uh your ideas of intimacy uh and then suddenly like you make everything about pornography and then like it leads to disgusting thoughts like rape do and uh, and there are people who all share this kind of upbringing that get together and then they fucking propagate this idea do um so a lot of times like you and i might also say inappropriate things that we're learning are inappropriate uh but a lot of times we do it ironically uh and uh, at least like we have an understanding that we're aware that what we're saying is wrong but with these kids i don't think they know that they're what they're saying is wrong that's just that's all they've known uh so it's disturbing i would not punish them i would actually talk to them it's uh hopefully like they get a better reeducation and like they figure out their paths route because you can't go anywhere with this mentality in life you know correct, correct that's what you'll always like be behind and i agree with you that punishing them may not be the right thing hmm. at any age i think punishment has never helped even correct, the, correct. even even uh the you know law enforcement uh, and jail the idea of jails was never to punish it was to make you introspect and mm. 
and to and to correct yourself it was never to say ki uh, you are a lesser a uh, human being yeah you you were supposed to be more like a patient i guess perhaps but then throughout history something went wrong yeah that's one way to look at it so i don't know man hmm. i feel like uh, yeah i feel like we have to totally relook our uh, our entire education system dude we need good influences you know i was in uh, i was in jharkhand and uh, i uh, i was shooting inside of a classroom and uh, we were doing like a mock shoot with the kids so we had to ask the teacher of the class to say something that she teaches generally just to kind of be able to shoot a classroom interaction so the teacher asked the students to bachcho batao bharat ka prachin naam kya hai and then the kids all together say aryavart and i'm like dude this is they're teaching fucking like race supremacy inside of a tribal classroom uh, this is a government school not a missionary they're teaching race supremacy to kids who don't understand the concept of race because they belong to a tribe theek hai and like dude ye sikha rahe school mein but they can't talk about things as simple as menstruation they can't talk about things like uh you know just like for example sex dude why is it so suppressed these kids are so shy dude they can't touch each other's hands that's how shy they are how are they yeah, yeah. going to grow up into like independent uh citizens with a sense of agency over their own bodies so dude yeah. i have things to say dude it's like a friend of mine this guy called manoj rahul a uh, very smart guy he was uh, an ad on tumbad and he's a research guy like very research oriented scientific temperament individual uh, and uh, and a writer uh, and he tells me uh, that what we do with menstrual blood is we we wrap it into like pads and then we go and dispose it off into land landfills but earlier the concept of menstruation was that you fill your menstrual blood in a cup in a clay cup and then you go and dispose it off into a uh, hole that you dig into the earth and then you cover it so your entire cycle of spiritualism uh, from your body to the earth was complete that cycle was complete so you felt one with the world you know it was like a very uh, biological connection to the planet now we're just making it a dirty thing and we're throwing it away we're disposing it off you know uh, we're making things sanitary we're calling it sanitary pad as if menstruation was a dirty thing you know uh, it was unnatural a very natural thing is unnatural that's how we made it to be same with like things like shit dude you know shit is also like an organic thing it goes back into the earth it's a uh, fertilizer uh, but instead we dirty uh, the anal area by saying tri gaad maar dunga you know like gaand marna ek buri cheez hai you know so like so what popular culture does and this is all like controlled by the powers that be is that it uh, creates terminology in such a way that your perspective on certain things becomes um like a a bad perspective you know rather than being embracing you are being 
like a very block. Yeah, it's just the name, like naming something or some connotation around this body part. Chutia. Ah, exactly. 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 So, it's where fucking humanity comes from. So this guy says, uh, Manoj Rao. Uh, all religions say don't talk about sex why because sex is the answer to where do we come from we come from sex but the religious books the scriptures want you to believe you come from gods you know uh, so like there's a general consensus amongst religion that let's not talk about sex at all <laughs> you know uh, so ha to matlab ye sab abhi ideas thode oscillate ho rahe head mein श्रीराम What's the movie like? And like, tell me like about like like his style of movies and what have you learned from him? Like and like, who do you think you go? Who do you take after more? Like your mom, your dad, or you have like traits of both? Like normal. Who do you look up to as like inspiration? Maybe or it could be it could be neither of them. To be honest, also, but like, what what do you think? Like? Inspiration. Dude, uh, hmm. So, like, I'll tell you about the movie a little bit. Uh, so it's this uh, story about this guy called Om. Uh, and uh, hmm. and just like it's not even a story. It's just like scenes you can say or moments. Uh, and it's very deep. Got it. it it's not. There's no like narrative. It. And it's basically hmm. the whole theme of puberty and change. uh and uh uh and it kind of explores uh you know zoology quite a bit uh so there's like you'll see recurring motifs of frogs because frogs and tadpoles are a kind of a universal uh universal um, what do you say symbol for evolution or kind of some sort of um puberty of sorts you know you go from being a tadpole to a frog got it uh, so like this like, uh, visual themes which you know, recur that i really honestly like i don't know what he's trying to do with this it's a very hard to understand movie i've seen it a few times still not understood it uh wow and uh, yeah matlab it's not But, uh, it's just meant to be experienced i feel so like i'll tell you what feeling i get from the movie is it's whenever i see it it has a very trance like uh effect mm. you know like it puts you in a trance it's a very hypnotic feeling mm. uh, and mm. it a lot through the sound uh, design of the uh, movie uh and uh, the music uh and it's just like you feel like you're tripping like that's what the movie for wow. me uh and right. i i ask him about different ideas in the movie uh he explains it really well for the very first time i feel uh in a new youtube interview i think uh this is the indian express ka youtube channel pe uh they're doing like uh 
some sort of interview series with some filmmakers so they did one with him right. it just came out like Perfect. four days ago wo agar if anyone is listening to this they can watch that to understand the movie and i think it does a really good job you can also look it up later um perfect ye movie hai uh, and uh, but this was in 1988 like he's made uh, so he's started very early on as an assistant director on uh, richard attenborough's gandhi uh, he was managing right. crowds in that movie so there was the biggest right. crowd scene, uh, which i don't think can even happen again uh, has to be vfx now but back then the biggest crowd scene in a movie was during uh the see a uh, pictureization of gandhi's funeral uh and in the funeral there mm. were uh i believe 60000 people in the crowd uh so mm. my dad got managed 60000 people during the shoot uh as extras uh, or some number in that space whatever I, yeah 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 but it was a huge crowd so he had to in the heat he had to kind of console them and kind of keep them motivated to start crying the moment like gandhi's body passes so uh, he used to tell them stories uh, on a mic standing on a stage and uh, and the stories that he was telling them eventually went on to became become the movie om darbada this random you know ideas that he was telling the crowd became a movie and uh, in the meantime he also assisted on octopusy which was a bond film uh, and uh, he assisted on a bunch of films worked with manikal in a collective uh and then went on to do a lot of documentary films uh and i acted in some of these documentary films also as a kid uh, oh, I, uh in my mom's movies also my dad's movies also uh and uh, yeah so like i basically grew up watching them make movies both of them um and both of them won like multiple awards i have not won anything yet my sister also won a national award uh so like oh. yeah so everyone in my family Anshul, how many people do you know who won national awards? I don't think I know anybody, dude. To Every be honest, my family has a national award, dude. It's just too badass. <laughs> so, uh, what? Like your mom, dad, and your sister all have a national award. All have a national award. Dude. My sister, twenty oh nine. <laughs> so, uh, yeah, dude, it's it's pretty inspiring. Uh, throughout the family, like I'm always motivated, like to see them. this kind of persevere in an industry that's so uncertain you know like and uh, yeah they keep like bringing the goods and uh, yeah and like, the pressure or yeah. what and the what and the pressure yeah 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 mm. but is that pressure like does it bring pressure or it just bring motivation like how do you feel really see the way i see it is i'm the only one in the family who's made money dude and uh, <laughs> <laughs> okay and so like in in all of the rise i've already done well uh so i'm i'm okay i guess uh um but i want to i like i'm just very recently i've started kind of learning how to write actual screenplay i've written a lot of screenplays in terms of ads before uh and uh, i've also written an entire feature length screenplay just like from what i had learned typing the stuff for my dad when he used to narrate stuff to me um i learned like how to like figure out the format so i wrote an entire screenplay for a uh, for a movie uh but like it was very amateur stuff so now i've started like learning properly and i'm looking for an idea dude so if like 
you get an idea or if anyone listening to this has a great idea for a movie like tell me because i want to write something uh it's very hard <laughs> yeah i i'm looking for ideas everywhere but mil nahi raha to agar tere paas kuch hai to mujhe done bro i'll i'll tell you yeah <laughs> but like what kind of movie do you want to make like you uh, like you idea isn't like you're looking for a story or like a way to make something or like anything like a starting point you're looking for a starting point then to take it from there starting inspiration for sure mm-hmm. uh, that inspiration could be an entire story also or it could just be like something that i see that moves me and then i imagine a story behind it all uh so i need like an inspiration to inspire uh, to imagine something uh so if it's a book fucking great dude like uh, namesake the namesake came out of uh, jhumpa lahiri's book uh yeah 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 aisa kuch mil mil gaya to yaar maza aa jayega dude because that's a great story uh, i can totally see myself making something like that someday dude full of feel like stuff like the dead poet society uh oh dude dead poet society fucking insane dude insane <laughs> too good dil pe jo bahut zyada bhari hai waisa stuff uh, but i want to do it with like a little bit of um humor uh and not make it too serious i wanted to correct. be sincere but not too serious uh um, correct correct yeah yeah because dude um after you cry when you laugh it's a great laugh so like if you can make them cry and laugh <laughs> exactly oh. that's true that's true so uh yeah i was watching uh, have you seen that the- Are you? Are you? What kind of what kind of movies do you like, man? So I like movies with a lot of feels. I like uh, I like comedies which are a bit sort of uh, like you know situational sort of comedy movies. You know, and when there's a funny character like Rashar, I love. I have a huge range, dude. Right from Rashar to damn son.